0: Morning everyone. Tuesday, March fourteen, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. And a very good morning to you, wherever and however you were listening. Did you get that weather report, 35 degrees Thursday, pup.
1: Tom, what was was Friday 30 as well, did you yeah, say? Yeah,
0: Friday thirty, delayed summer. Friday St. Patrick's Day, by the way. <sighs> There's an excuse. Get your green shirt on, take <clears throat> it off, get some rays. How are you, mate? Love it, love it. Never morning. in doubt, was it? The nah. Aussies? No. Nah. In India? No. Told you.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, Travis Head struggles against spin, doesn't oh,
0: he? Oh, what about it? 90 yesterday for Travis Head as the Aussies got to uh, 2 for 175, just over an hour left in the day when they all shook hands and went, that'll do us. On one of the more docile pitches you'll see, it offered very, very little. But 90 for Travis Head after he wasn't picked in the first test match, which has, has put so much egg out? on this selector's face. Has somebody come funny? out and said,
1: we got it wrong yet? Because no. everyone <laughs> no, came no. out at the time said, no, nah, we made the right decision. Is it still the right decision to not pick Travis Head in the first test match?
0: You know that's not going to happen. Mate.
1: Well, I, again, I'll say it. I'd... Being a is a tough gig, don't get me wrong, but we, sh- we have to admit we got it wrong in not picking Steve Smith in our 2020 World Cup campaign. 100% we got that wrong. Oh, yeah. And 100% we got it wrong not picking Travis Head in that first test match. So, no coincidence, we've lost both. We lost the T20 World Cup, underperformed. And we had every opportunity. When you look at this test series gone by, no matter how tough the wickets have been, we, we could have won the series. That's how close it should have been.
0: It was that one hour at the end of the second well, test, it wasn't, which nah. pretty much... In the end of the day, that's the
1: result of it. But it was our selections in the first test because we could have. Hey, it's it's mm. a precedent that we set. It, it's like, can you just can you imagine as well? Travis Head, around senior player. He's captain South Australia. His record in the last twelve months outstanding. Number four ranked test batter in the world. Imagine the shock he would have got being told he's not being picked, and then he's around the group as well. Like everyone would have been going, "What has just happened here?" So yeah, we shot ourselves in the foot, but yeah, good op- good to uh, to have not won the last test. Awesome to have won the third test. Um, so there's some positives, but now we got the Test Championship against India uh, over in the UK, and then we've got an Ashes Series. So let's also see what our preparation's like for that Ashes Series. Hopefully we've learnt from, from what happened in India as well. Our cricket got better the more we played there. No coincidence. So let's hope we can make some smart decisions and go to England and, and win that Ashes series.
0: Loza, a very good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah,
2: morning, boys. Yeah, no, pretty good. I uh, watched a bit of that cricket yesterday. Uh, wasn't much happening. It's
0: boring, wasn't it? Yeah, it
2: was boring. I prefer the first couple of test matches mm-hmm. where we, we got a result. But um, anyway, Australia uh, got selections wrong and they didn't make this series a priority because they didn't go over there and prepare as best they possibly could to give themselves the best chance of winning. Pup mentioned the Ashes. I'm sure they will prepare a lot better. They'll go over there. And they have got that World Test Championship game too, which helps their prep against India. Um, but Travis Head, yeah, he should have been right in there for the get go. Uh, from the get-go. Uh, he's just proven himself to be a player in all conditions. Um, and again, wasn't the same question mark around Usman Khawaja? <laughs>
1: right. Like, they, he was probably our second best. They, it, they dropped him in Sri Lanka. I think he played hmm. one Test match. Got out against spin. They dropped him. Said he couldn't play spin. <laughs> Mate, it's 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 unbelievable. Like it, the greatest example is look at Ricky Ponting's first tour to India. <laughs> I think I think swear. he scored four runs in four tests. Mm. Then he found a way. He adapted. his, you know. I'm assuming when you first player. go
2: there, when you've never experienced oh, so that hard. type of pitch. Mate.
0: Ask Alex Carey.
1: Even the best players yeah. of spin, it's it's different. It's a different place to play spin bowling. It mm-hmm. takes time to adjust, to you know, to work out that inconsistent bounce, to work out what shots are appropriate, to you know, to that variation. It it, it takes time. You have got to give guys an opportunity, and you know, that was even if they started with Travis Head, gave him a couple of tests, and they and he didn't perform. He, the selectors could justify that. But to not pick him in the first test, it's exactly what England did with Anderson and Broad when they come to Australia. It. They just tried to get too funky.
2: Yep. Overthinking it. Yeah. Overthinking it and trying to go, Give with, the best go with the, the stats. Give your best players the first chance, yep. that's for sure. Yep, rather than going, no, this bloke's in good form, his confidence <laughs> levels are high. Yeah. He's, he, he batted brilliantly here in the summer. We give him the opportunity first and foremost. The
1: other thing I do, Renshaw now. What's Renshaw thinking? Oh, my God. Am I opening the batting? Am I batting in the middle order? How am I going to get picked for well, Australia? It, it, what am I going to go back and do with yeah. Queensland now?
2: He never goes to India again. Mate, like it's, it's <laughs> they just They go ridiculous. to him. Mate, you're not a good player of a spin anymore. So yeah. any subcontinent tour, you're not in it.
1: And you look silly, as, you look silly now because every, all of us... Past players and fans go, okay, it seems like even if I disagree with the selection or the non-selection of Travis said, I respect they are saying horses for courses, okay? You're going to go with that, cool. First test in England, how do they pick David Warner? Yeah. How, how, yeah. how do they justify that if they do pick David Warner now?
2: Well, that, that's a good point. Um, I don't know where... Davey sits at the moment. Do you think he goes to the Ashes?
1: I'd take him. I'm I'm 100% taking him. And he's playing first test, mate. It's exactly the same. I'm going to say to that mate... I, I want You're a massive player for us in this Ashes series. You can win us this series. Mm. I'm pumping his tyres. I'm making sure he's fit, he's healthy. He's playing his best cricket. He's prepared. Then he's got test championship mm. as well, an opportunity. Make just runs under his belt in those conditions. And then, mate, let him go. First test, go and dominate. Go and take him have on. We, if he doesn't perform, yeah, then you can drop him. Have we found
2: the replacement for him? No, he's... As he's, in, no, tra- as in Travis Head. So when Warner goes... Travis Head's number five. So, so you Travis Head is not opening the batting in England conditions.
1: No way. So you're not h- in Australia? No. 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 Travis Head is number five. He opened the batting in India because David Warner got injured. Yep. That's, that would be my take. Travis Head is locked in, though, at number five. So Steve Smith at number four. Labashan number three. Warner and Kawajo. I would be keeping it, especially right now. I would be backing those senior players for this big series. Mm. If they don't perform, then like every player, you can drop them. Yeah. You know, Davey. I think Davey might retire after the Ashes anyway, but I'd be giving him a crack for yeah. sure.
2: So I, I, I love uh, Head as a as a batsman, and I know again different conditions over yep. there. But I I, I think because we don't actually know who our next opener is going to be, yeah, I think I'd be in the like confident enough to throw Travis Head in there.
1: Well, he's not a bad plan B yeah. if Davey doesn't perform. That's what I mean. Yeah. as in... But that's what... I, see, I think Renshaw... I think Renshaw is a better opener in test cricket than he is middle-order player. Mm. I think you've got Cameron Bancroft, who scored a lot of runs this year with WA. Uh, you obviously got Usman already in there. You've got Davey Warner. You've got... It, when he can get himself fit and healthy, you've got Pukowski as well, who can come back into the frame. I'd like him to have a full season with Victoria, though. Um, like, there's five... Mm. You need two out of that five, and then you've got the option as well. I I think Travis Head is going to be a much better middle order player for us mm. for Australia than top order, in all the conditions around the world. But if, if it's in the middle of an Ashes series, mate, he's a very good plan B if Davy mm. does make no runs.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think he's proven himself like over the last mm. eighteen months. See I'm, see, I'm not taking. Is... I
1: wouldn't. I'm not ta- I'm not picking Hanscom for example for England conditions. Yeah. I think I think Peter Hanscom played beautifully in India. Um, got his opportunity and rightly so, with Cameron Green being injured. Um, but I don't think I'd be I don't think I would be selecting Hanscom against a moving ball in England. you can maybe take him in your squad, mm. but I don't think I'd have him no. in my starting eleven, for example. No. Yeah. I, I'd be going back to like I say, Travis at five, Cameron Green at six. And i would be backing the experience Dave Warner to come good when we need him.
0: So an exclusive with Latrell Mitchell on the back page of the Daily Telegraph today under the headline, This Stops With Me, I'm Fighting For Every Indigenous Person Who Suffers From Racial Abuse. And uh, just some comments on, uh, well, him dealing with that incident last Thursday night, which is still being investigated. And all uh, well, indications are that the 15-year-old is denying... Uh, saying what was alleged, although South's players are remaining steadfast, as is Mitchell, uh, that it was said. Anyway, we'll see how the investigation unfolds. But uh, Latrell just saying here that, you know, he feels like he has to call it out as it's unacceptable in society as it is in rugby league. It's something he's had to deal with his whole life and therefore it's important for him to call out such abuse uh, immediately. And uh, as he should. And on the back page of the City Morning Herald, uh, under the headline, he's setting an example for the next generation. Uh, yesterday, a couple of young kids, about 11 or 12 years of age, from Lightning Ridge in Sydney, I think for the first time in their lives, just stumbled past South training. Latrell gets them on the field and has a kick with them, etc. I think they went and retrieved all his balls when he did some goal-kicking practice. So There's the mark of the man, Loz. Great to see. Yeah, well, he's a leader in the
2: Indigenous community. He's a leader with South Sydney. He's a leader off the field, and um, these young kids uh, idolise him. Uh, so it was great to see them at Redfern Oval there yesterday. Um, but, yeah, I think we've got to wait and see what the investigation brings. We know that it's unacceptable, uh, racism in sport uh, and in society in, in general, um, you know we, uh, we'll, you know Latrell even said uh, has uh, himself has said that you know he's put up with it all his life as as a lot of Indigenous people, uh, not only rugby league players. So um, it's something that we don't uh, envisage to be talking about a lot, uh, in, in particular this day and age uh, where people are certainly very uh, much more educated than what they were twenty, thirty years ago. But it's still happening, and I think. You know, Jason Demetrio said it succinctly at the press conference on Friday night He just can't believe it still happens uh, In this day and age But anyway, we move on We'll see what the investigation brings But he's got a lot of support around him, Luttrell um, It is a massive uh, Indigenous club, South Sydney They do a lot of work in that space um, They're very connected to the community there in Redfern um, And again, you know, it's something that we don't like to be talking about But as Latrell himself has said You've got to call it out when it happens
0: Uh, Also, back page of the papers, Roosters prove Teddy still number one. Back page of the telly, the Herald, Tedesco set to sign extension at Roosters. So this emerged uh, yesterday evening that James Tedesco is set to re-sign for another year there at Bondi Junction. So that's until the end of 2025. He was off contract at the end of next year. He will be 33 years of age at the end of 2025. Uh, Yesterday, before the story was broken, Tedesco spoke, said he wants to stay at the club for as long as he can. 100% he and Joseph Swarli'i can coexist, and that he definitely wants to finish his career at the Roosters. Now, is this a smart play, do you see, by the Roosters, just to sort of dull the story, considering, you know, that he and Swarli'i are off contract at the same time next year? Or does it just delay the inevitable? Because, let's face it, there are people, uh, people linked to Swali who have said openly that the club's going to have to make a choice.
2: Well, it's a bit of both. I mean, they've got Tedesco on their books now, and he's keen to stay so they can extend him for another year. Joseph Swali, uh only uh, wants to take out one-year options, and that's his choice because he's keeping his options open. Now, he'll always have rugby union there chasing him. He'll always have a number of NRL clubs chasing him. But I suppose he wants to see where he gets an opportunity at fullback. Um, but the Roosters are a club that we know can keep their players. But if you've got three $1 million players on your salary cap, it can get your salary cap out of whack, I'm assuming, because you've got other players there on seven eight $800,000, uh, and how many of them can you carry? Um, so, Joseph wants to play fullback. If that's his main priority, then he's going to have to leave because James Tedesco will be there for another three years. Um, so, he's got to make a decision on what's in the best interest of his footy career. He's in a good, strong program at the moment. He's got a coach that he loves playing under. But if it comes down to he wants to play fullback, then he will move on. But if he's happy in the system, he's happy to learn his craft under Robinson and wait for Tedesco to move on. Um, then, then he'll stay. But the other issue they've got is they've got Joey Manu. And Joey Manu's made it clear too that he'd like a crack at fullback. So if you've got all three of them there that want that number one shirt, you're probably going to lose one of them. Yeah, if, still... if that's their priority is to play fullback.
0: You still feel something's got to give at some point in this situation. Because... Well, if they
2: all want to play fullback, mm. at some stage one of them are going to move. Mm.
1: And the Roosters just made a smart decision. He signed New South Wales captain, Roosters captain, Australian captain. is, is this even a conversation? This dude is still the if he's not the best player in rugby league at the moment, he's in the top five. So I, I know there's there's young talent right behind him chasing his position. Awesome. That's great for the sport, that's great for the Roosters. But mate, you got he's the New South Wales and Australian captain. That's of course they're gonna re sign him. Like we're talking like Tedesco's career's over, he's finished. He's still in his prime, he's playing brilliant rugby league. No brainer. Of course, resign him, pay him the million bucks, whatever he's on, and then the young kid has a choice. Yeah. See, so me personally, yeah.
2: I, I think Joseph will go to rugby union. Mm. Mm. I, at I, some I, point, I think at some point he'll he'll head to rugby union. I I, I, I,
0: I can see him just playing at the 2027 World Cup here mm. in Australia. Yeah, they got a Lions tour in 2025 <laughs> as well, which might be a carrot because mm. he's off contract at the end of next year. So that's 2024. That's that's where it'll get interesting. Because the Lions 2 is a carrot in 2025. is yeah. And then, obviously, as you say, we've got a World Cup at home in 27. yeah I, I think that would be enticing for him, the World Cup. And they'll pay him a fortune as well. Oh, <laughs> no doubt. So no
2: doubt. They'll probably pay him more than what he can get in rugby league. He'd certainly earn more in an, in rugby union overseas. Mm. Um, but I'd, yeah And they'll, they'll pay him big money here in Australia. But I, I think... I think the World Cup would be sitting there, and he'd be thinking about that. I, I, I really do. I think at some stage in his career he'll go to a Rugby Union, and I reckon because it's only four years' time, I think sure that's why only he signed I think for He'll one play year. For, for a couple more years with the Roosters and then move across to Rugby Union. I did
1: watch the footage as well that Buzz was talking about yesterday on radio. I went and rewatched it. Absolutely zero chance that he didn't pass the border to Desco because of no, I because don't. he hadn't but, but, signed but, the contract. But
0: once again, Buzz Mate. didn't say
1: that. Buzz didn't Unbelievable! Say that. Completely, just he, he, mate. He, the kid's a superstar. He thought he was going to score in the corner. I'll tell you what. And bro. they still scored.
0: They mm. still stuff it up. Bro. He should have. He yeah. should have
1: passed. But it. I, <laughs> tell me a player that hasn't made a mistake. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. and
0: that's the point. Buzz was yeah. making. So one of the things. Mate, if,
1: hang on yeah. a second. I disagree with that. Why is there even an article about If Tedesco's not on the inside, is there an article? Yeah,
0: look, it, that highlighted they, just. The, that's the, the p- point
1: he's saying. That's not the point he wrote. Just, if you're writing about it, is write it because he's making out there's a perception that these two have got beef because they both <laughs> want to play fullback. No. That's how it could be interpreted. That's how. Mate, did you watch Fox 360 last night? Yes, I did. That's exactly how <laughs> the other journalists interpreted it as well, and Brayton Astner interpreted
2: it. But, yeah. but that's just a footy. Awareness thing too yes. by Joseph. Yeah, exactly. In, in rugby union, not rugby union, in under 20s or under 19s or in age football, you get away with that. Mm. He can get away with that. But, but my, my, sure my question to did. you is, Loz, but, but, was it
1: anything to do with James no, Tedesco? No, I don't think
2: so. No, no. He's just made a, a horrible decision mm. that could have cost his team in the end. Yeah.
1: Thankfully, it did because they scored. A lot
2: of people do make that choice of course. and make that wrong decision. But that just sort of showed me he's still got a lot to learn because he's still got that schoolboy instinct in him. And you love that about certain players. Mm. But the best option, the safest option would have been to make sure that you set your fullback up because you pass it to him. I know he dropped one earlier in the day too, Yeah, uh, Tedesco, which was unlike him. But nine times out of ten, he's going to school. Where
1: Where did he play in rugby? Played fullback. Okay. So, do you think that is his ideal position in league? Because I know he might he wants to play full, but is that is that his best position? Do you think? I oh, mean I saw him at the World Cup play fullback, and he he
2: got better as he went through the the series. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think a talented player like him could adapt to most positions. Yeah, okay. I think they're doing the right thing at the moment by. Obviously, with Tedesco. If they didn't have Tedesco or Joey Manu in the team, yeah. he probably
1: wouldn't well, Actually, that's sort of bad. Would Joey Manu, if Tedesco gets injured, who plays number one for the Roosters At the right moment, now? It's Joey Manu. Joey Manu. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, well, he's the golden boot winner.
2: Yeah. Like, he was sensational for New Zealand in the World Cup. I know they're talking about um, playing Manu as a 6 6 if something happened to, to Kiri. So that'd be an option, too, if you've got. Manu was a six, but I don't see him as a natural number six. Although, depending on who who he's got as his halfback, he could be a running six. Mm. Um, but he's he's a wonderful player, Joey Manu. Mm. Yeah. They've just got so much strike, but they just haven't come together as a team early in the season. Look, a lot of injuries too for the Roosters. But I'm interested to see whether Weira Hargreaves is back this week, if Nathan Brown from Parramatta, who they've just signed, is included in the squad this week, if Victor Radley's back into the team. you got a couple of firebrands there to take on South Sydney this weekend. And if they all play, what did they learn out of that semi final loss last year where they just lost their heads completely? Mm. And they tried to win phys- the physical battle rather than winning the game of football. And that's where they lost the plot.
0: Oh, it's going to be a great night. Allianz Stadium, Friday night. Uh, Willow from Windsor, what night do you want NRL three sixty next week, Clark? Yeah, I fair actually, question. I
1: might text Brace. I there might was, get on there.
0: There was a bit of a I uh, might last get on there, night of, Watching the show, there was a bit of a call for you to,
1: Mate, to maybe get on. I know nothing about <laughs> footy, but what I know is what I saw yesterday. There, I'd there's love to see there's it. zero bitterness between two players, and no play. Oh, these two players wouldn't. They haven't got a selfish bone in their body. They would not hog the ball, not pass it to each other, based on they both want to play fullback. Like, give me a break! But I, 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 mate, I know zero about footy. I'm like, I'm like my dad, my grandfather, my mates. I love the sport, mm. but I, I know nothing. I okay. never played.
0: I never played at the highest level. Okay, say so you're playing. You're invited. There's a legends match on Allianz Stadium. Two yes. on one. Yes. You've got laws on your outside. No chance. You're I'm going myself. Tummy, I'm hogging going... it.
1: If I think I can score, I'm definitely <laughs> hogging it. And if I give it to Loz, I'm never getting it back because he's certainly hogging it. I'd give you a serve. <laughs> I'd take the serve as long as I scored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you, I didn't, if score, you didn't score, then I'd be in deep trouble. Yeah, that's of
2: hap- course. That's happened a lot when yeah. you're giving yeah. someone a serve during a game because <laughs> they've taken the ball away from you when you wanted it. But they've scored. But they score and then you just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well done, mate. <laughs> so it's,
0: it's like
1: a high five that yeah. you really don't mean. Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. <laughs> I mean. You don't celebrate. The yeah. tries hard, don't you? No. Do. We've just watched the uh, Robertson... Spud race, potato race, <laughs> thanks to Mitch from Robertson for sending that through as well uh, from, uh, I think it was on the weekend at the Robertson show. And uh, I'll tell you what, there was, <laughs> there was some trials and tribulations over the 400 metres. One bloke lost his sack after, what, about six metres. Uh, and uh, coming around the bend for the home turn, so in the last, what, 50 metres, another bloke's legs went from under him. And 50 kilos pretty much just collapsed on him. Heidi, uh, it looked like he was in distress <laughs> coming towards the end. But you said you picked up the 50 kilos last Tried week, Tried to. Was.
2: Yeah, it was at the Matty John Show. Hmm. And Heidi did it easy. He just had the technique and whacked it up on the back of his shoulders. But I had a little bit of a go at picking it up. It's quite heavy. Hmm. So to be able to run 400 metres with that um, spud sack on your back...
1: Yeah, I think it's one of those things that you take the Mickey out of until you've got to do it, cool. and you go, "No, thank Mate, you But your legs would
2: be burning. Yeah. Oh, one bloke was flying. The bloke that was 50 leading, fifty kilos. He was he was going yeah, at a rate of knots.
0: He'd been training for weeks. Oh I yeah. Well, is oh, there sure. a
2: bit of prize money? I suppose.
0: Oh, it's like hundred and fifty dollars first prize. Oh, is that all? I found it oh, on geez. the.
1: But he looked side. like
2: he'd been training, so I'm assuming I Mate, thought it might have been the prize money. Might have been a couple even of thousand holding bucks or that
1: sack on the, on your shoulders Mate, and walk 400 meters would yeah. be tough enough. Let alone running. These boys are sprinting. They're going at yeah. it hard. Well, I, I,
2: I, yeah, I, I didn't know, but Heine did it that way. Yeah. I, I didn't know whether people would carry it on their back or whether they'd carry it, yeah, on, different like, ways you know, or yeah, just yeah, put it on one shoulder and try and do it. But
0: they no, had the technique right
2: and they were moving quick it.
0: Okay, so I found uh What's courtesy the of the money Robertson yep. show website.
2: Do they have just uh, men and women? No, no, or is it
0: a girls one. Yeah, the girls one. Mm-hmm. And uh, first prize, so it's four dollars entry. Yeah. Uh it's limited to thirty people for, for both men and women. Uh first prize hundred and fifty bucks. So it's just the pre-
2: prestige of winning
0: it. Uh oh, Looks like there's shouting
1: at well, the
2: pub probably, all night. Would
0: you? Yeah. You'd want to hope so. Maybe you could get some sponsors out yeah. of it. I'm so they do sure a what. youngsters
1: there, twelve to sixteen years. Then they got open. Yeah, bought
0: how many no kilos would they carry? Don't know. They wouldn't carry out, the fifty eight, potatoes. Eight kilos.
1: Eight yeah. kilos. Yeah, that's for the girls, the youngsters. But the that's girls, twelve to sixteen kilos. years, and this is for the women here.
0: Of the boys, have to carry twelve and a half kilos.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So oh, okay. There's different levels. There we go. For, for women... Maybe we have a crack at eight kilos loss. Twelve and a half. <laughs> and yeah, the I'm men... I'm telling dif- you, 50 is very
1: heavy. 50 kilos. I don't think you'll back it. No, Chubbs. I wouldn't be able to run that. I wouldn't be able to no. run Well, I could with my with knees. It. I reckon mean, I could walk. Actually, I'm not even sure. 50 kilos is heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy. Like, getting it up and just keeping it there for that amount That's of time. That's why I couldn't Easy believe said
2: than that done. guy was running as quickly as he was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I've got that wrong, by the way. I was looking at, for the juniors, the prize money, for the main race... Mm-hmm. It is $1,000 and a sash for running first. Yeah. 1000 bucks.
2: wonder if the trophy's a little sack, like a potato sack or something. <laughs> there you go. But you,
1: you'd, you'd actually have... You're the trophy maker. What would you make? I, that's I, I, great I have a, for... I'd have a potato You'd go just one spud. Yeah, just... No, oh, yeah, you could have a you big spud. you get a little spud. plaque on the bottom, or how does it work? Oh, I could have...
2: Yeah, you'd have a big Yeah. Like
1: one big spud and then yeah. the plaque at the bottom. Congratulations. Winner.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Make sure you stick should, it on they'd have a photo, They'd have a photo of the, the trophy. trophy champion, wouldn't they? Um, holding it up. You know, they'd have a photo of the champion holding a trophy uh, I
0: haven't found it yet.
2: I reckon sure. when you cross the line, mate, there'd be a great celebration. But there was packed. Oh, it was packed there at the mate. Robinson Showground, or Robertson Showground, I'd
1: say. Hindy had a different technique, didn't he? He went over the one shoulder. He went the bag over one shoulder. With
2: the other in the boys in the race? Yeah. with yeah, the all. other boys that, that? But you'd have to change, I reckon.
0: Yeah. Oh, you would have to share the weight. Oh. Spread the weight. I mean, it has been an Olympic sport. This. What? making an Olympic sport. Oh my god. Well, have you seen some of the sports yeah. at the Olympics now?
1: That's my point. Yeah. Feel free to take a few out.
0: <laughs> Give us a call. Thirteen fifty-three fifty-three. Uh, at Mitchell Robertson website must be wrong. A thousand dollars first prize. No, that was just me. <laughs> uh, 300 to first local home. So the winner collected 1,300 and can safely say it went through the bar, says Mitch from Robertson. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. Robertson show. Look out. But it's uh, the Matty John show is going to, in depth at some point, show Hindy's... Efforts. Yeah,
2: Fletcher's a roving reporter. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> Unmissable. Those two are unbelievable. How good are they, those two? <laughs> oh, I love
1: watching them on TV.
2: Oh, He's a funny man, Fletcher. Yeah. He's a funny man.
0: All right, our new segment on a Tuesday, which is set to take off. Uh, rash decisions. <laughs> it can be about anything. A rash decision about something. Have you got any?
1: Aussies 5-0. Ashes.
0: Glenn McGrath. 5 zip. We're going to win. Okay, you are kidding, aren't
1: you? Well, it might be a little rash, but I'm throwing well, it out it's there.
0: Supposed to be rash, yeah. Five okay. zip,
1: all five test matches win.
0: What about Basball?
1: Chin up, Basball. Five nil.
0: Okay, well that's pretty rash. Los <laughs> Melbourne
2: Storm to miss the top eight.
0: Good one. And
2: based Melbourne on...
1: Storm to miss the top eight.
2: From what I saw the other night,
0: they are going to struggle. Well, you can really? get... I'm giving you $3. Well, it's a rash decision. Top
2: eight.
0: $3.70. Well, when I was
2: watching them, that's what I was saying to myself. I was 10 deep. <laughs> I
1: hate to
0: know...
2: Hey, anyway, wait, Make the finals. I hate to know... I, I was to know, talking it, to myself, too. I'd hate to know what you've been <laughs>
1: saying about the Raiders, then. Well, what do you mean? Mate. i only had reckon, four hang on. that stage. So Raiders are in your it's eight, confident. but Melbourne Storm aren't. Yep. You were drunk. You yeah. had way too much to drink. What was in that vodka? Jack Daniels, <laughs> no. I, I rum. Told you, I haven't Bundy. You're I, the Bundy gave again. That up Thirty years ago, all that stuff for F- good reason. Oh, I Can't <laughs>
3: imagine what happened.
2: <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't have had. a I used to drink bourbon. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> and honestly, ninety-four grand. Well, I reckon you're on the, the bourbons. I would have taken.
1: <laughs> last time, good reason to leave it oh, there. You reckon in ninety-four
2: bourbon and cake
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Two dollars uh, at Liverpool mm-hmm. RSL Two dollar yeah, bourbon in drinks. Used
2: to be a dollar so good. drink night in what was it Roods in Marnica back in the day. Thursday nights. Dollar drinks. Dollar drinks.
0: Yeah, the uni bar in Canberra was dollar drinks Thursday night.
2: Never frequented there. Mm-hmm.
0: Not yet. It's great Ra- rash three dollars seventy loss for the Melbourne storm to miss the top eight with Tab. Three dollars seventy. You're getting pretty good value about that. There you go.
2: Well, what I saw from them the other night, and they've just got a horrendous injury, toll. I'm going to back the Titans this week. There you go. What? I'm going to back the Titans against Melbourne this week.
1: Mate,
2: We've what, already made – there's another rash decision. Mate.
1: Melbourne have become the Sharks for yeah. you. Last year you hated the Sharks. Now you hate Melbourne. Are you and Bellamy having a stink here? No, Are you two all I right?
2: Love, I love Melbourne. I love everything about what they've been able to achieve since they been in the comp. You always write the
1: storm off. Yeah.
2: Does it ever get back to <laughs> Bellamy? No. <laughs> and if it does, I just tell you I'm gene up. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, up, mate. Uh, up. Just got to yeah. create a headline. But though I, oh. from what I saw the other night, and it's a rash decision, so mm. I can change. I can come mm. on to next week and say they'll make the up. Of course he can. Of course
0: yeah. he can. Uh, now, mine... Not overly rash, I guess. When I was channel surfing Friday night, I was like, I'll just turn it on the Waratahs Rebels and see how this is going. Mm -hmm. And the Rebels won. But what really struck me was the fact there was about 16 people there. So my rash decision is to get rid of the Melbourne Rebels. Even though they beat the Waratahs the other night, I just don't think... A, I think five teams is a disservice to Australian rugby. I actually don't think it's been a benefit to us. And I just don't think it will ever get a foothold in the Victorian capital.
2: They've just beaten the Waratahs, who have okay. the biggest mm. junior base <laughs> of rugby here But in there was country. no one there.
0: The AFL season hasn't even started. They got pretty average crowds to their super round. So if it's not going to succeed under those circumstances... What, what about some
1: marketing and advertisement? Firstly, so you helps. can tell people that there's a game on. What about that a bit helps. of that? That might help. You, I mean,
0: that? Stan does a pretty good job with it. But it's up to, you know, Rugby Australia to really Mm. get the marketing sorted. Mm. Uh, But it it was a concern. I I was, like, dead set. You could count the amount of people on the screen that were there. So what would you do then? Just take them out of the comp? Take them out of the comp. Four professional sides in Australia is perfect, in my opinion. Keep the fours because they always have a good local Mm. following in the West. Uh, Even the Brumbies-Reds game on Saturday night. 8,500, because the footy's actually been pretty good to start the season. The new rules have had a bit of an impact. But, yeah, I mean, you, you know what it was like, obviously, living in Canberra for that time loss and how big the Brumbies were in the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, they used to
2: have a massive following. They, they, they would have uh, a, a, just as good a following as the, as the Raiders mm. there at one stage. You know, they, In particular, when it got closer to the finals, they would get fifteen to 20,000 people there mm. regularly to a game. But they did have the superstars of the game, too. You know, when you've got a team of Gregan, mm. Larkham, those type of guys running around, um, people are going to go and watch them because they played a good brand of football. Joe Roth was another one. Um, so, look, the, uh, the Brumbies, if they continue to play good football, they'll, they'll get a decent crowd. But the Raiders are always number one down there in, in Canberra. Um, but, yeah, the Waratahs, jeez,
0: they've had a Poor start to the season. Yeah, after you know showing good signs last season when they weren't expected to do any good, yeah. this season a bit of expectation came back, and yeah. all of a sudden they're in a bit of a hole. But uh, <laughs> got a lot of young blokes too. Yeah, but yeah, worry for worry for me that there was no one there at all, and the AFL starts this week. So are they going to get more now down in Melbourne? Possibly not. Absolutely not. Anyway. That's Rash Decisions for this week. And uh, what's segment. the multi-odds of the Rash Decisions? Where well, you can have Los go store Miss Top 8 into Titans win this week. That's Los's little Rash multi. Can you of... do that? I think you can. Sorry, Loz, can't multi that future into that match mm. this week. But just take them one out anyway. Not, I
2: didn't say I'm going to multi it.
0: Oh, <laughs> so I know I... you're looking at a multi. Right. Okay.
2: The segment was rash decisions.
0: (laughs) Gold Coast $2.45, Melbourne $1.55 for that game. That's the 3 o'clock game on Saturday this week. Another text here. Guys, what time is the Golden Slipper Barrier draw on today? And is it live on Sky? Craig, I'm sure it is. I will get confirmation of that. I have no doubt that that will be on Sky uh, this morning. Did
2: you like see the cricket yesterday? Not the Australian game, but the New Zealand game?
0: What a
1: finish. I've seen
2: the highlights I've got two questions to ask you. I might not. because I'm very. I was very confused. Okay. So, just
0: for our listeners yep. first, so New Zealand beat Sri Lanka on the final ball They in that first one to Christ win Christ off the last Church. ball. Correct. They needed mm. eight off the last over, yep. one off the last ball. Uh, so it. they won by two wickets, finishing eight for two hundred and eighty-five, which was their target. Kane Williamson finished one hundred and twenty-one not out. He needed one, as Clark mentioned. He
1: missed it. It was a bouncer. Yeah, big eye bouncer went the pull shot, missed mm. it, keeper went to the keeper. Gets
0: it. And they uh, Well, they hit the stumps at the non-striker's mm. end, and Williamson was home by just two inches, three S- yeah. inches. So
1: keepers threw the ball at the closest stumps to run whoever Kane Williamson's partner was out, missed yep. the stumps, Wagner. went to the bowler, bowler turned through the ball at the bowler's end stumps, direct hit, Kane Williamson's just in. Right up. What are your questions? I've got, I've
2: got two questions. <clears throat> Excuse me. I always thought mm. if you hit the ball in the air and yep. you got caught on the boundary, but... The, the non-striking batter yeah. crossed past halfway. Yes. He got to face the next ball. That's
1: true. That's how it used to be, but they changed the rule maybe a year ago. Right. So well, the new I, batter do has to be. Do we know why they changed yeah,
0: that? Yeah, just changed it last October. Just a new ICC. Yeah, don't know why. Right. Yeah. Don't know the reason. Because I was sitting there did. yesterday No, you right. did he run That's how ch- it used to be. Yeah, that's exactly right how it beautiful. used
2: to be. Beautiful. Yep. And the other one is, why don't they do, or why do they allow, sorry, everyone to be on the boundary?
1: Uh, whereas
2: well, in one-day cricket... Yeah, there's field restrictions. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why. In the only Excuse me. Because it got two <laughs> yesterday, they needed more runs than balls. balls. Yep. So they just went... Yeah, they you should have done that, though, either.
1: They, they still should have had an IREC, and they still should have had like a mid-wicket up inside the circle yep. and a cover up inside the circle, and then the rest. So because there's the only field restriction... In test cricket is that you can't have more than two fielders behind square leg umpire. So you're allowed right. two, no yep. more than two. Anything else, you can put everyone on the boundary. Yeah, But in one-day cricket, you're only allowed yep. a maximum of five outside And do the we seven. know
2: why no that is for test cricket? No,
1: There's never really been. Apart from the behind square leg, yep. which was body line for Bradman, yep. that's the only, only res- field restriction yep. that's ever been put in.
2: Because they've played, what, their last two test matches, in New Zealand, have come... Been great cricket. Right down... Great. To the last ball, yeah. The
1: last test against England, yeah. Uh, And then this test match against Sri Lanka, and again, bowled under Sri Lanka. Uh, no one remember they lost the toss, got sent in on an absolute green, green seamer. Yeah. They batted beautifully. Yeah. So yeah, great, great test match. Kane Williamson, genius. Good. Another hundred under pressure gets his team home. He's a good Jesus, batter, isn't he? man. He's you know what those. Yeah, Do you think, think he gets a recognition? Probably not. No. Probably not. If he if, if he's in he, Australia, he played for Australia, yeah. definitely. Or played for India. Yeah. He would be. Well, his records phenomenal. I think his records very similar to Steve Smith, and yeah. we and we always, you know, pump how good a player Smith is. Virat yeah. Kohli, those three, and Joe Root, those four. I'd be surprised if their records are not nearly identical. Yeah. Like I reckon you're talking. One of them's got thirty hundreds, and the others have got twenty eight hundred. It's that. It's that close. Here,
2: very, very good. Like they're all three or brilliant. Number four. Yep. If you're picking a side, could you pick all of them in the one side?
1: Ah.
2: Uh, Hypothetical for you.
1: Depends where I'm playing, but you know, yeah, I would because I reckon. See, Kane Williamson could open the batting in a Test match. Um, Steve Smith can bat it. Steve Smith could bat anywhere from three to six. Virat Kohli probably, a, I reckon, in an in, a, in an ideal Test match. He's my number four or number five. Joe Root could bat anywhere as well. Joe Root's probably a specialist number three. Oh. Say Steve yeah. Smith four, Virat five. So it wouldn't Kane worry. could open.
2: You just you just go bang. Definitely put, put them put all, all in. four in.
1: because technically they're very sound. So they can all face a new ball. They all play spin pretty well. Yeah. Virat, Virat, Smitty, Joe Root, they probably play spin a little bit better than Kane, but Kane plays spin very well. But Kane technically soft hands, lets the ball come. That's why he could open for me, and then I'd go Root three, Smith four, Virat five. But that's not order of player. No, no, that's no. That's their style, style of, of play. play. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I reckon if your team is really strong, like Virat could bat bats four for India, yep. but I think Joe Root and Steve Smith might yep. be a better number I, three than Vera. I,
2: I, I'm sure I saw this yesterday on telly. So he's only scored 2,800s,
1: yep. Coley. Tendulkar was 51. Yeah, but Coley scored 70 international hundreds. He scored, what's that, 42 40 one-day hundreds. Like his one-day yeah. record is by far yeah. the best. But I, I was thinking
2: but it Tendul- would have been a lot closer in test matches.
1: But, ten, but he hasn't scored 100 for two years. That's his first 100 in two yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, no, but that's what I,
2: I knew. That was yeah. um, there. Yeah. In and the Tendulka
1: played 150 tests. Hang how many on. tests? He
0: played 200 tests. Okay, matches. 200
1: test matches. Yeah, but that's still a lot of tests. How many's Virat uh,
0: played? Uh, test hundreds, fifty-one. Yeah,
1: that's the most ever. And and that's
2: nearly, that's double. Yep. Mm.
1: Playing 200 tests. Yeah, but how many Coley played? Uh, just
0: over
1: just hundred. Like over But and remember, he's had. Coley's, Coley Colley was averaging over sixty in Test cricket. Mm. He's had two years without a hundred, mm. so now he's back. I don't know; he might average.
0: No, it's less 50. than fifty.
1: There you go, less than fifty. It's so it's dropped in two years a lot. He's had a he's a, he's had a tough mm. two years in regards to Test matches. The thing about Coley, he's got seventy yeah. international hundreds. Yeah, hundred
0: and eight matches. Yeah. Coley. there you go. But he's
2: 2800s. not going to score another 2300s, is he? In his career in Test match cricket, I oh, don't
1: think. Well, I don't think Colley's going to play two hundred Test matches. Yeah. Not because he can't. I don't think he want to. Like, the fact he stood down from captaincy is, is one sign that he he, he, he hasn't got that. He, he's not he's – he's got other priorities. Yeah. He's got a family now as well. Yeah. And, mate, these days he's got the 2020 junket. So, if he plays another three or four years, then he can go and play three or four yeah. years of the 2020. So, I don't, I don't think Virat will play for as long as Sachin, which probably won't allow him to make that many hundreds. But, oh, there was one stage I think everyone thought, mate, he'll – He's going to overtake him. He'll match him. Or, or beat Sachin, yeah.
0: Uh, by the way, Golden Slipper Barrier draw today, 11 a.m., live on Sky Thoroughbred Central and Sky Sports Radio this morning. The Golden Slipper Barrier draw today. It is 6.30, but there's always time for Chicken Chow. G'day, Chicken.
3: G'day, Meadow. Rose, David
1: Copperfield, how are
0: you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: the Chicken.
4: Uh, How'd you get out of that one with that missus there, you're a, you're a magician.
1: Don't believe everything you read, buddy. Don't believe yeah, everything enough, you read. You should know uh, better by think... now. You see enough. <laughs> oh, I
4: know.
3: Uh, I, I thought our man with the red red hair would have noticed a few things. He ripped my new neighbour. But anyway, uh, what's the <laughs> hey, Clarky, it's on Tim Shelby's side, mate. Not
1: um. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Kane stood down. My yeah, bad. Yeah, mate. Tim,
3: Tim Shelby's the man. He's at all. Oh, op- hang on. Where's, he's where's
2: your man, the other boy? I he's haven't seen
3: him. No, he's oh, injured. He's oh, injured, right. isn't he? Neil, Neil Wagner. No, 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 not Wagner, the big talk. Kyle quick. Oh, Jemison. Uh, Jemison. Uh, he's yeah, he's, he's, he's got stresses. Yeah, no, he's all right, mate. No, Neil Wagner, the dumb and dumber fella. He's
1: my man. He's all right. <laughs> Bounces every ball. Harry Dunn. Harry Dunn. <laughs> yeah, all
3: right, all right. Anyway, chicken champion, boys. I'll let you go to the news. Seed so, champion.
0: We're going to speak to trainer Mark Newnham shortly, of course uh, it was announced last week he's heading to Hong Kong in a few months time and to train over there, so a great opportunity for Mark Newnham and uh, we'll track some of his runners heading through the Sydney Autumn Racing Carnival, Slipper Day Saturday, five group ones and just as mentioned before, uh, Chicken Chow threw us to the news. Uh, (laughs) that uh, the, the slipper barrier draw, live this morning, Sky Sports Radio, Sky Thoroughbred Central, 11 a.m. Uh, just some results around, and uh, Cowboy from Hell on the text line stayed home and watched the end of the golf yesterday. Both Aussie boys gassed it, but great learning experience for both about how to win these big tournaments, especially Minwoo Lee. Uh, so yesterday in the golf, Scotty Scheffler ended up winning, and he's world number one again, by the way, five-shot victory. In uh, the Players' Championship at Sawgrass, he pocketed just a lazy 6.8 million Australian for that victory. Uh, Minwoo Lee and Cam Davis, best of the Aussies, both finished eight under and tied for sixth and nine strokes back in the end. Uh, Just wanted to mention our Australian baseball team, which in the World Baseball Classic has reached the quarterfinals for the first time. They've beaten the Czech Republic 8 3 to finish second in our group behind Japan, who are obviously an absolute powerhouse. It means, I believe, we play Cuba uh, in our knockout game, quarterfinal round. I could imagine Cuba are very much a powerhouse. That'd be as pretty well. good, wouldn't they, Cuba? You'd think so. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of Cubans in Major League Baseball. So. I would dare say they're going to be a tough out for Australia. But that's a great performance by our baseballs over there in Tokyo. Outstanding performance. And the Cricket finished in a draw last night. Australia 2 for 175 as they got through to, or oh, it was about an hour before the end of the day when they shook hands and that was that. Uh, as f- so Virat Kohli was man of the match for his one hundred and eighty-six believe they gave joint player of the series. Yeah, player of the series shared between Ravi Ashwin and Ravi Jadeja. And that's, I dare say, fair enough, pup. Uh, they are probably the two most influential players over yeah. the course of the, the series, especially in determining the result. I'm never really a fan of giving player of the series to players from losing sites.
1: Yeah, I'm, I agree. I think it's got to go to – I think that with player of the match as well, uh, I'm – I'm going to the winning team. Your number one goal is to win. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, anyway, unless wow. someone makes four hundred. Yeah. even then, though, like that's what I used to say. You could make a hundred, but if you lose, you hmm. might as well get a duck. It's the most significant determinant
0: yeah. of the result. I
1: agree. In, in a team sport, it <laughs> yeah. is. You're right. Yeah, I, I think they those two were brilliant uh, in the first couple of test matches. So really, they they won the series for it. The other one that played exceptionally well, or batted exceptionally well, was a hard one for the Aussies to get out. Was that Axar Patel? He didn't get as many wickets as he would have liked, but he's batting,
0: mate. Well, he, he averaged 88. Amazing. 264 runs batting at 88. At, batting at eight? Yeah.
1: Seven or eight? Yeah.
0: How yeah. frustrating. Yeah. As a captain, how oh, yeah, they hard. just do your head in, don't they?
1: Yeah, he, uh, yeah. in tough batting conditions as well. <laughs> you know, the top order struggled, yet he found a way to score. So, yeah, that's... um. And that's a good sign for India as well because they're picking him as a third spinner, but he can he's good enough to bat in their top sevens. Like Jadesia. You know, he's he's a legitimate frontline spin bowler, but he's batting. Ashwin's batting. Like those three make a, a brilliant number seven. If you got those six, seven, eight, all three of them could bat at number seven. Ashwin's got test hundreds. Judasia test hundreds. So yeah, they um Oh, we had our chances. Don't get me wrong. we <laughs> Yeah, I I I think if you if you cricket Australia you're steaming in a few things. You're steaming at preparation, you're steaming at uh, leaving they, they out Travis. They wouldn't change there. a thing. Well, <laughs> if you want to look back on, you know, opportunities in winning that series, uh, we blew it. There's no doubt about it.
0: No doubt. All right, time to talk some racing. And as mentioned, well, last week it was announced that uh, Mark Newham's off to Hong Kong in June, ahead of the, the new racing season over there uh, later this year. And uh, Mark joins us now. Very good morning to you, Mark. How are you?
4: Yeah, terrific, guys. Thank
0: you. Uh, great. And congratulations on, on the opportunity that's been given to you. Just to explain, I guess, the great appeal of moving to Hong Kong to be a trainer there. Oh,
4: look, it's... They... They pretty much run your business for you your your job is to train the horses they they employ the staff um, they uh, they bill your owners um, so they they run the business side of things um, and you you train your sixty horses. everyone only has a maximum of sixty horses in training at Shah Tin. and then you can have an extra ten. Um, in Chungfa, which is their um, pre-training base in China. Um, So no one can have more than 70 in total. Um, So it's a very level playing field all round. And you have zero expenses. So at the end of every month, you get paid instead of paying everybody else, which is (laughs) the case here. Sounds like the perfect deal. (laughs) Um, You know, so it's, uh, it's a fairly... Lucrative position. Um, you, I was even on Friday. I was only there for twenty four hours, and uh, they'll show me apartments and, and stables, and everything's included. So it's a it's a it's a no lose situation. Congratulations,
2: Mark. You mentioned sixty uh, horses. Do you go and source those horses yourself, or do they give you a couple to start with, and then to get you up and running, and then you you work your way through getting to your sixty, or how does it all work?
4: yeah it, look it's that, that part 's pretty much up to me um, but one of the one of the things they look at um, when when they 're interviewing you for it is is your um your hong kong based owners and i 've always had quite a few mm-hmm. so um, with that that sort of gives me a bit of a head start on on recruiting horses and, and you know i 've had messages already from you know current owners and prospective owners about um you know, transferring some horses. There'll be some horses that I've got in training here for my Hong Kong owners that will come over with me. So, uh, and the rest of it's getting there and meeting people and um, you know, a lot of lunches and a lot of dinners and uh, and uh, and the club also oh, they help introduce you to new owners and things. So um, there's a bit of a process, and that part of that is getting there. You know, a couple of months before the season starts to ensure you've, you know got a few horses in your button to start with.
1: Mark, is this something you've always wanted to do, or thought you'd do, or is it more the opportunities presented itself, and as you say, you just can't say no to it?
4: No, it, it is something I've always wanted to do, and um, it. Uh, I had a had a discussion there with um, Andrew Harding, is the director of racing there, oh, just over three years ago, just before COVID hit, and um, I asked him then. I said, "Oh, look, what, what's the process if I wanted to apply?" Um, to come here. And uh, he said, look, uh, you're someone we've sort of got on the radar, um, but uh, it'll be a case of we'll call you. So mm. um, you, you hear of plenty of people applying to go there, but I think um, uh, it's more about them, them approaching you. Mm. Um, and uh, anyway, he, he, he called me about a month or so ago, and then there's a bit of a process from there, and uh, it was all finalised last week.
2: This is uh, text message just come in. Mark, uh, one uh, person is asking, can you take any horses with you?
4: Uh it's a di- it's a different system they've got there, where um uh, the they issue the permits. The the jockey club issue the permits to owners, and um, they're, they're quite highly sought after. Um, next month, they're, um, they're they they issue the permits for next season, and. They'll issue about four hundred permits, and they'll probably get um, you know eight or nine hundred people apply for those for those um, for those permits. Yeah. So they're not they're not easily come by. And look, some of the horses I have here for Hong Kong owners that um, uh, they have permits for those horses to go there. But yeah, I can't just I can't just take a random horse here and and decide I'm going to train it there.
0: Okay, uh, you've just reminded me of a horse which was an ex-Hong Kong galloper that ran in the Everest Joyful Fortune. What's the
4: latest with him? Um, look, he's had a he's had a knee injury again. Um, possibly be retired, um, but look, he he came back from Hong Kong as a retirement horse um, due to a due to ongoing knee issues. So they played it up again, and I've I've, I've spelled him so. I'd say it would be more likely than not he'll be retired. Oh, that's a
0: shame. Uh, now, on Saturday, we saw Sunshine Rising and King Frankel run third and fourth respectively in the Sky High, and they weren't beaten far.
4: How have they come through? Yeah, really well. Um, Sunshine Rising will go to the Neville Selwood Stakes on Saturday week. Um like type of race. It's the last week's race, so he'll run well there. And King Frankel's on a path towards the Sydney Cup He'll probably run in the Tancred um, Saturday week as well, over a mile and a half at weight for age. The weight for age racing, probably a bit sharp for him, but uh, it's the best best race to prepare for the Sydney Cup where he's only got 50 kilos uh, and Tyler can ride him at that weight. And the last few years, um, horses down in the weights are the ones that win the Sydney Cup. So we're looking to get him there. Keep on the day with no weight on his back. What about Cool
2: Jakey, Mark, for the racing, Luke? TK, he's very excited.
4: Yes, I mean, and and rightly so. Rightly so. He's he's going to make a he's going to make a very nice horse. Hmm. He's one horse that I've had um, Hong Kong owners and agents driving me mad about because he's got great appeal for them. Two starts, two wins. But I said you'll have to convince the thousands of owners that <laughs> <laughs> they want to sell. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But some um, He's actually a very progressive horse. Um, I did nom him this Saturday for the Derby Munro. Um, I'll just wait and have a look at him towards, uh, you know, towards the end of the week to see whether he runs. If not, he'll just run next Wednesday uh, at Randwick here on the Kensington track. But he's got, uh, he's got a pretty good future, that horse, because he's, he's improving rapidly.
0: Your Colt Macho Latte uh, nommed for the Sky Racing Rose Hill Guineas on Saturday and uh, coming out of uh, what a mid or finished
4: midfield finish, sorry, in the Ramwick Guineas. Yeah, he ran terrific first up in the Hobart Bill and uh, just got in the wrong spot the other day. He uh, stirred third the fence uh, and got stuck beyond a 100 to 1 chance and he just didn't get any momentum. So for a horse that's looking for you know, uh, 2,000 and 2,000 plus, at a mile there he needed to be he needed to be mobile from the six hundred to get some momentum. Um, whereas he was stopping and starting where he was and didn't visually it probably didn't look uh, much of a run, but I know I know the horse and he just needs a bit he needs a bit of room and he needs to, to get uh, get some momentum up to run to his bet doesn't it, Rose Hill
0: um, and then on to the Derby. Okay, and uh, you've done well since the Mayor Sandstock's come to your stable with uh, two wins. Uh, you've nominated it for the opponent on Saturday?
4: Yeah, she worked terrific this morning, and the opponent's been on the agenda the whole preparation. Um, so uh, two wins back have both been very good. Uh, she'd come from an impossible position the other day and, and still got the job done. So step up to 1,900. Although it's up to stakes grade now, um, she'll get in nice and light at the weights and uh, I expect that she'll run pretty well.
0: Lots of texts here about the 15% tax rate in Hong Kong as
4: well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, man. There's, there's, there's quite a, there's, there's, there's quite a few, few things there that do appeal. You've only got two race meetings a week and... Uh, and no travel so uh and and at the end of the year they actually have an off season so there's there's a seven week break at the end of the year where you can actually have have a little bit of time off but um i look for someone like me that i only want to train that number of horses anyway um, i only have 15 work here so 50 to 60 horses there um you know that, that suits me fine. I do I never wanted to train hundreds of horses like some of the some of the mega stables have gone. So the system there suits me, um, and and the lifestyle. So I'll
0: be pretty happy to make the move. Yeah, I think we all completely understand. Congratulations to you, and hope it's a great you, autumn carnival. And we appreciate your time as always, Mark.
4: Yeah, great. Thanks very much, fellas.
0: Okay, so ahead of the Golden Slipper barrier draw this morning, uh, we had the news yesterday that James McDonald is free to ride on Saturday after having his careless riding ban reduced by the Racing New South Wales Appeals Panel. It went from a six-meeting suspension to a four-meeting suspension. After reductions, his suspension worked out. Follow me, Clarkie. His suspension worked out at 4.9 meetings.
1: Got it. Hang on, four point nine. Four point
0: nine after he's just just so. How, that's how do you go, How so, does
1: four point nine nine get taken down to four? Is it closer
0: to five? Well. well. Ask our man Adam Pengilly because I can't answer you. So Adam Pengilly from yeah. Sydney. I'm not, yeah. I don't
1: know much about horses, here, here but come on, Adam. Surely 4.9 is closer so, to five this is than like, is to four.
0: This is like the hospital pass what? that I think Craig Field got when he was smashed by Mark Landvil in the 90s. So here you go. Answer this for
3: us. Uh, morning, Jared. Morning, boys. I'm not a smart bloke, so just hang with me for a minute. And I'll try. I'll try and explain it as best as I can. The first point we probably should make is, is the racing news as well appeals panel. It's independently from Racing New South Wales. And the stewards and James McDonald had to argue their cases separately to this panel yesterday before they came up with their decision. So I just want to make that point uh, patently clear before we start off with. The reason how they got down to this suspension was, well, James McDonald's legal counsel made two arguments there yesterday. The first one was that the degree of carelessness in his charge shouldn't have been high, it should have been medium. Now, that argument failed. The panel came back two members to one saying it should still be classified as a high degree of carelessness. Now, where we had an issue was that his legal counsel also argued that the disc- discount the stewards applied for a feature race meeting, which they often do for jockeys around this, the, the Autumn Carnival and Spring carnivals, given there's lots of big race rides around the corner, they applied a 10% discount to his penalty in the first instance. Now, McDonald argued that should be 20%. The panel agreed that it should be 15%. Um, so that meant his ban reduced from six meetings down to 49 And then this is where it got a little bit funky, is that the panel said in their discretion they were given his exemplary riding record he's only been suspended i think once for careless riding in the last two years up until last week but they thought he should be able to, to get a further discretion and a further discount and they decided to round down from 4.9 to four meetings now i must admit i was sitting there trying to work it all out and thinking <laughs> what? What, what what's happening here sounds um, like my maths at school. <laughs> But but essentially, essentially that decision what? is allowing him to ride in the Golden Slipper meeting on Saturday on the weekend, and, and, and from his point of view, he, in my opinion, he's probably the best jockey in Australia. It's great we get to see him ride in you know the biggest group one day of racing we have on the calendar here in Australia. But it was a really bizarre way how they arrived at that outcome. And I suppose the other thing to take into consideration is is that. He was arguing for a, for a greater discount, for a feature race discount, to, to, so he doesn't miss you know big meetings. Well, the reality is, he's not going to miss a single Saturday at all, so he's got this feature race discount, but he's not missing any Saturdays or Group 1 meetings, so I don't know. It all seemed a bit bizarre to me yesterday, boys. Adam, could they have not have just <laughs>
1: uh, reduced the suspension from 6 to 4 and maybe keep the rest of it quiet? So... W- w- Idiots like me, and not sitting here going four point nine down to four, or closer to five. Two plus two equals four, not six. What's going, like, can't they just keep like just take it down to four? And yeah, we're well, not I sitting don't know, here having Clark. this conversation.
3: Yeah, well, the appeals panel chair, Richard Beasley, SC, who he's a very respected barrister and been doing this job for a very long time. He was at pains to point out that this is not a precedent uh, that will be set for further jockeys going in. But what do you think is going to happen the next time a jockey oh. walks into an appeal? Oh, oh. Like, well, what do the seriously? other jockeys say? We'd be using J Max lawyer for yeah. A what are the other
1: <laughs> other jockeys sitting there saying now though, Adam?
3: Yeah, just have a bit of a check of social media yesterday, Clark and see yeah. some reaction from some of the other jockeys. I think I think they fair play to James. He yeah. he's got his penalty reduced. That's that's no problems at all. Yeah, but yeah, awesome. I reckon the next time one of them walks in and they get a little bit of a discount on one of the penalty, and it goes from seven from seven meetings to I don't know, 5.8, they're going to say, well, you need to give me five meetings and not six. Yeah.
1: Um, Maybe leave the point eight out.
3: Yeah. So Just anyway. drop
1: it down from seven to five
3: and don't tell us. We don't need to know but the rest. If anyone wants to read about it, the Race New South Wales Appeals Panel has published their reasons for the decision on the Race New South Wales website. So you're more than free to go and have a look at that and see the, the reasons why they came to that decision. But it was certainly a very interesting 24 hours yesterday. Golden Slipper Barrier draw today. Crucial loss, absolutely crucial today um, to see how this barrier draw plays out because as we mentioned yesterday, this field seems so even on paper to me. I think the is going to play a huge part in the outcome of this race. I know we've got a bit of rain around Sydney at the moment, certainly rained at my place last night and still raining this morning, but most of the forecast is for, for dry weather later in the week. So we're going to get a Hard and fast track, if I'm putting in those terms, uh, Tony Gregg terms on, on Saturday at Rose Hill. So I think those barriers are going to be ultra important in how it plays out later this morning.
0: Rapahoe won the Canberra Cup for Bjorn Baker and Rachel King yesterday. Uh, we saw it have a crack at the Melbourne Cup. Will it be Sydney Cup bound?
3: Yeah, Bjorn's talking about heading towards the Tancred, first of all, Jared, on Saturday week at Wait for Age at 2,400 metres. So that looks like a, a sort of a nice logical step for him. But you'd imagine the Sydney Cup's probably the the target at the end of the carnival for him. He's done a great job with his horse, Bjorn. You know, I probably just have to ask him, he be able to tell you that as well. He's done a great job with his horse. But um, I remember him winning a, a Rose Hill restricted race, not even 12 months ago, on a really wet track. It took him a long time to get off the mark in Australia. And once he won that race, I thought, oh, you might just be a wet tracker. But he's gone on to do some really good things since then, winning the Grafton Cup. Obviously, as you mentioned, Jared made it to the Melbourne Cup last year and now picking up the Canberra Cup. So who's to say there's not more wins in store for him? And it was a peach of a ride there by Rachel King yesterday at Canberra. And uh, Jamie Carr, what's the latest? Yeah, fantastic news, Gerard. An update came through from the Victorian Jockeys Association late last night that she is now awake and communicating with family members and friends in hospital, which is just outstanding news. So the doctors have been slowly reducing her sedation and she's showing some really positive signs. So I'd imagine she's going to be able to settle for a little bit of time. But what we wanted to hear was some progress, and we got that last night. So that's um, some fantastic news.
0: We'll break down the slipper barrier draw tomorrow, mate. Thank you. I'm going to keep working on my mask, boys. (laughs)